0: You're listening to the crowdfunding nerds podcast, a podcast that will help you succeed before, during, and after your crowdfunding event. And now, here is your host, Andrew Lowen. Hey everyone, SEO Wizard Rick here. Uh, We uh, took over the podcast this week and shoved Andrew out the door because we got tired of listening to him and hopefully he doesn't hear this. Um, No, the real reason he's out for the week
1: yeah (laughs) he's he's currently he's currently locked up uh, in the closet uh, gagged so (laughs) tied up so
0: i have taken over because that's what i do and with me today is sexy irish sean say hello sexy irish sean hello sexy irish sean and we got ryan i we don't have a title for you yet so you're just i guess ryan unless you got something
2: ryan the new guy
0: (laughs) ryan the new guy all right sexy irish sean and (laughs) ryan the new guy in fact, Ryan is so new that we've decided to uh, talk to him, bring him on the podcast and talk to him today. I guess we should just start off with, uh, Ryan, who, who you are, What's what you've been doing, and how did you get into Next Level Web, I guess?
2: So I kind of got into this because I was actually designing my own board game, and I ended up having to teach myself everything because I was doing all the hats, I was doing the design, the art, the marketing, and thankfully I knew a fellow named Andrew, who is currently in the room closet, apparently. And, uh... <laughs> Quiet, Andrews. It's my time to talk. So he, en- he ended up reaching out and offering his services with Next Level Web, and I was trying to get my game called Backwoods off the ground. It's a cooperative adventure board game set in the 1830s on a uh, failed expedition in the Rocky Mountains, but I needed some help getting the word out. I was just doing our organic marketing on Facebook, making posts in board game groups and whatnot, but that only goes so far. So he helped me to set up a bunch of Facebook ads and uh, really paid off, ended up uh, getting funded on Kickstarter, about 230% over the goal. Yeah, that's pretty much how how things started. And then from there, he uh, noticed that I enjoy graphic designing and making Facebook ads, and he's like, well, why don't you just come do that for my company? So here I am.
1: Here you are. How do you think that your experience as a, a client of ours, but also as someone who's been on Kickstarter, how, how can that help other people who come and avail of the similar service? What kind of inside knowledge do you have that you know would be helpful?
2: Yeah, certainly. I mean, having Next Level in my corner to take some of the burden off. You know, when a lot of the indie creators that are doing their first board game projects... It's, it's terrifying. It's overwhelming. It's a marathon when you as soon as you hit launch on the Kickstarter, and uh, it's just a gauntlet of things that come at you, just tons of messages and emails to respond to and engagement and marketing and, and reaching out. And so to have Next Level Web take on the, the Facebook and Instagram ads for me was, was a big relief because it allowed me to really just focus the rest of my time on what I needed to attend to, which was like 10 other things all happening at once. A lot of work to do, a lot of connections that you need to leverage and uh, it's good to, to have people in your corner. So uh, don't be like me. Don't don't be an, an indie developer who decides to just try to be the head of a business and I had to form an LLC and report quarterly income and, you know, doing marketing on my own except for when, thankfully, Next Level uh, kicked in and, and really brought it to the next level, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, oh boy, yeah, we got <laughs> puns all day. Yeah, so don't don't try to bite it all off. If if you can uh, team up with people and and uh, hire freelancers, whatever you got to do, don't don't try to do your own art and your own design and your own marketing. It's it's not going to be fun.
0: Now, for those of uh, people out there who are not familiar with the process, um, so you got your uh, company in China that's producing, creating, and producing the game and shipping it over. What happens after that?
2: pretty much it's going to be customer service It's going to be a lot of making sure that the clients receive their product and that they're happy with that product. And if there's anything that I need to do to accommodate them, if a box arrived damaged or something like that, that I've got to be able to be there to pick up the pieces and replace those parts or, or, uh, you know, any, anything that will keep those customers satisfied because, uh, you know, or as we like to say fans, but, uh, yeah, certain certainly. I mean, these are people; these are these are fellow gamers, and I want them to have a good experience with the product, and uh, you know, just enjoy the game. And can't really enjoy it if it didn't fulfill properly, or if there's there's issues on their end that I need to take care of. So that's kind of what I'm going to be looking at uh, post fulfillment.
1: And when it comes to manufacturers, Ron, where do where do you even start? How did you even find? the the manufacturer that you finally went with did you look at a couple like where was the first place you went to and how did you find all that information from like obviously knowing nothing this has been your first project
2: pretty much just being a member of some outstanding uh, board game design and production groups on facebook they're a fantastic resource and i'm sure that you guys have covered that at length in previous episodes it really rings true for me um, i was able to connect with and engage with a community of designers and uh people who have gone through the production process in every phase before and they really were able to give me a, a lot of good pointers they referred me to um, a list of manufacturers that kind of had uh rankings and reviews strong points weak points that i was able to go through that document and uh kind of narrow it down and uh actually you know there's a bit of trial and error with this at first i i was going with a different manufacturer who i won't name for a. Uh, I don't know, respect's sake. But uh they they were good, they were fine, but they were a little overwhelmed and, and they're they're also very reputable, but they had a lot of clients and uh you know waiting for them to reply to an email that took three weeks or, or something like that, it was gonna push my deadlines way too far back. And so they kinda just ended up deciding that they couldn't do it for me, so I ended up having to You know, have a plan B. And the plan B ended up having a a much better price at a comparable quality than uh, my first plan. So sometimes things just fall into place. But uh, yeah, it can be rocky.
1: And then because a lot of these manufacturers are based in China, I assume that they have, you know, European and US representatives that you contact and you sort of liaise through them. Is that correct?
2: <laughs> yeah. well, you, have to, you have
1: to learn Mandarin that's what you got to do
2: <laughs> oh doi, 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 doi. no yeah you, it's definitely helpful if if you uh have someone who can interface with you that knows English or whatever language if you're uh you know speaking German or whatever it is uh, I don't know about that part of it because I'm from America and we speak American, <laughs> they had a they had a really good representative at both companies uh, that that I experienced uh, at both manufacturers, and they were able to interface with me well in a way that was communicable. There's always some language barrier, though. I mean, it's it's their second language and. Thankfully, didn't have to rely on my Chinese. I get about six sentences in, and then it's ting budong, which means I don't understand. My wife's Chinese, so there's that.
0: Are they directly shipping on your behalf to your backers?
2: No, actually. I'm going to be using a a fulfillment service called uh, D6 Publisher Resources. Um, And so uh, I believe they just handled the fulfillment of, uh, or will be, for Frosthaven. I don't know where they're at in in the production. I I did not uh, back Frosthaven, so I'm not sure how that's going but um yeah so they they handled uh Frosthaven so I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to handle my little uh 1000 game print run. Guess. So Ryan
1: what have you been up to since you joined next Level Web?
2: Yeah, uh been doing all the things that I didn't know I could do uh and some things that I was familiar with. So been uh just uh, recently introduced to how we handle ad accounts and and what we do to try to make those succeed and and get a good ROI for our customers and get the word out, uh, for these projects and, uh, just getting more familiarity with Facebook ad and, uh, how to set those up and do split tests and all that fun stuff. And, um, also doing a lot of ad creative, like creating, uh, captivating visuals and, uh, you know, just trying to get those things going on, uh, doing a little bit of, uh, mock-ups for web design a smorgasbord of things as they say in the scandinavian tongue
0: Yeah, that's that's actually what we all do here at next level we are we're not a large corporation we are international though um but we are a uh small team that actually does things so we have many hats like for example uh, earlier i was talking about you know i'm seo wizard rick but i'm also uh, web host rick and various other whatever we need to get done tasks, Rick. And today I'm doing one thing and the next day I'm doing, you know, doing SEO,
1: doing content creation, fixing a web a web domain, you name it, it gets done. Yeah, I think I'm troubleshooting Sean because the amount of troubleshooting I have to do so many things go wrong with ad accounts and Facebook has just been a nightmare to manage at the moment. I think they're low on staff or something because of this iOS 14 update. And it's just been a lot of like auto bans with a lot of our customers, a lot of our accounts. And that's just been, uh, pretty tough chasing all of that down and trying to keep everyone uh, informed and happy. And yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was laughing because someone uh, posted like a picture of a cow. It was like a cow grazing on a grass, and the picture got got auto banned uh, for having explicit content. Yeah, yeah, there was an article <laughs> done by there was an article done
1: by the BBC. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Where it was uh, that? Uh, I think I left it today. Yeah. Uh, overtly sex- sexual cow blocked a yep. Facebook ad. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> a bit,
2: a bit, I mean, were just, the udders in the shot or? No, no. I don't
0: think so. It's it, the cow's sort of like facing the camera. It's it's. Got so to basically, it's
1: a, a photographer from England, and he's just like uploaded pictures of ads of I guess photos he's selling, and one was like cows in a field, and others were you know the. Uh, english cricket team huddling over and it was flagged as being too sexy and this is basically facebook's um algorithm just auto banning or you know misrepresenting things and that happens all the time I like currently right now my facebook my facebook account is banned it's just deactivated i don't know what happened i just couldn't can't log in it goes to a 505 whenever i try to log in so i do have a second account that i use so i'm using that but It's very annoying because I can't talk to people on Facebook Messenger. So I'm gonna have to just, you know, try to contact them on email and say, hey, I'm not available on Facebook anymore. The issue
0: right now with social media is that it's almost like they automatically pull the trigger and then manually track back. So like it's at such a high level right now because of what's going on around the world that it's like, oh, trigger, 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 gone, 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 gone. And then someone has to manually review it and they're short staffed or they have issues with their staff. And then you have to wait like weeks before they go, Oh yeah, yeah, it's just a cow, you know, and it shouldn't be happening like that, but it is. And that's causing a lot of issues.
2: Yeah. I want to apologize in advance to our listeners as well, because I'm looking at these two handsome fellows here that are also on the podcast with me. They've got like these studio level, you know, radio station mics and I'm, using one from 1998 that's attached to my headset. So, uh, sorry about that.
1: Yeah, it looks like you should be playing quick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe I am, alt tapped. I've got dual <laughs> monitors set up, bro. Quite damage.
0: Mm. And you look like an airplane pilot. When do you think you'll... Are you going to do Kickstarter again? Is that the plan, or... Uh, where, are you, where are you going next?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on following up with Kickstarter just because if I figure if I could be successful as a first-time creator and enough people were uh, brave enough to trust me with this product, and hopefully once they uh, get it in their hands they're happy with it, uh, then I figure I'm just going to follow up and build on that momentum uh, and uh, hopefully have some fans made along the way from the previous endeavor with backwoods and uh so it's a little bit hard when you're switching up gears though like uh with the board game market because you know this is going to be a totally different genre of game this is going to be you know turn-based strategy war game versus a cooperative adventure game so uh, i don't know how much carryover i'll actually have from my previous clientele on on this new uh, product and for that reason it might actually get put on the back burner and i might just make a sequel to backwoods i've you know, gonna have to test the market and and see how that's going. But uh, yeah, plan plan is to stick with Kickstarter. Um, I know GameFound is definitely getting off the ground and flying now with uh, numerous projects that are going their direction for crowdfunding, and it seems like that could be a, a good alternative. Um, I use GameFound actually for my uh, for my post uh, campaign client for for backers to use uh, to put in their shipping information and, and take care of shipping. So I am familiar with it. Uh, How did you find I,
1: that experience? Was that quite laborious, getting that set up?
2: Uh, it wasn't. It, it would have definitely been, except for they had an excellent customer service representative. I believe his name is Martin Poole, a really cool guy. Uh, he went to go work for, I believe, and don't quote me, It might be wrong, but I think he went to, to Backerkit now um and so he's no longer with Gamefound but thankfully he was while I was getting set up cuz uh that helped me big time and uh so hats off to you Martin i don't know if you're listening but i <laughs> love you, you maybe shipping scares me
0: i don't know why it does but it does can you uh let the listeners know like uh how your shipping scheduled worked and what like what what charges are 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 being done for shipping and how I don't know. It's just scary to me. It's just a you know a scary thing.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's scary to me too because I haven't actually seen that succeed yet. I'm still in manufacturing, so I'm I'm sure that there's going to be some nightmares that come up. I don't remember what the name of that little canal was that got a, a little uh,
0: Suez Canal,
2: the Suez Canal near Egypt. Yeah, those were bad times. So uh, you just never know when when something's going to go sideways, like a a giant freight ship that just decides to block the birth canal of commerce. And so, uh, yeah, I, as far as pricing and, and evaluation of, of that kind of stuff goes, it um, it was handy for me to just work with a, a fulfillment agency that was able to give me a spreadsheet of what their prices are per region and, uh, and, and calculate the costs from there and then uh, determine how much of that I want to eat and try to subsidize because... You know, when you're going on Kickstarter, you have to realize that most of these projects are uh, taking a hit uh, with the shipping, and in order to offer it for substantially lower or at least a little bit lower. Me, as a smaller guy, my first campaign, I couldn't really subsidize that much, but I still took off a, about a couple dollars off of uh or the equivalent currency. What what do they use in Ireland? Europe. Uh, using the Euro. Euro
1: depends on what part of Ireland.
0: They're still Ireland, sort of connected Europe. to the UK. It's all you know. Yeah, if you yeah. the top bit
1: of it, it's the pound,
0: and if you at it, the bottom part, oh, okay. then it's the euro. I was watching this uh, documentary, and it was about uh, if U.S. and the U.K. ever got into a war with each other, um, pretty much the U.S. would take over Ireland, so that way they'd make it a station, so that way they can
1: get it. What do you mean UK. take They already have. Facebook's here, <laughs> nearly every massive corporation. I, I thought you were under, like,
0: aren't you under U.K.'s wing? Aren't they the ones, no. like, aren't they your big brother?
1: No, they're like rivals. <laughs> no, yeah, like that, I think I think the US even have a military base here. They have like special privilege. I think it's the Shannon. They have a, a base where they can land in because there's controversy around, you know, they you know basically refueling in um the Shannon and then like going to Iraq, you know, to fight to fight. So I think there was a bit of controversy here when that was happening. But hey.
2: Well, I don't know yeah, where the good I, old I, US of I, A doesn't have a military base, but uh, yeah. <laughs> probably got yeah, one no. under my house i don't know about yeah so that, speaking of uh of you know you said northern ireland uses the pound right so um you know we've, we've got brexit to deal with and uh that's that's definitely made a bit of a headache for uh for producers of, of board games trying to navigate uh the shipping waters because we were really uncertain until uh this new year rolled around how that was going to affect shipping prices and uh so far, it seems like it's actually turning out to be a little bit cheaper than we thought it would be. So, <laughs> Ryan, what,
1: what's your favorite board game?
2: Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho! That is the question of questions. Um, there's actually one called Ascending Empires that uh, only a few people may have heard of. It is a sci-fi themed dexterity strategy game. Yeah. Okay. And no one heard about that. Ascending nope. Empires sounds, sounds like a video game to right me. Now. There's gotta be some Ascending Empires fans out there listening. It's it's a really great game. Oh, you've got like tech trees that you can you know level up in to kind of refine your strategy. But yeah, you're you're literally flicking these ships across the map, and then you've got like uh, these distance markers. And if you're within a certain distance from another enemy ship, you can blast them into smithereens. But you don't want to flick too hard because if you collide both of your ships and they both get taken out, and you can flick your ship to like these uh, planet uh tiles i want to say but they're actually quite thick like hockey pucks kind of and you flip them over and reveal what kind of planet it is and depending on what kind of planet it is you get different resources to raise your tech tree and colonize and you're just trying to take over the map and destroy armadas of spacecrafts
1: Yeah, i see that geeks. that's pretty interesting so when you say flick do you
0: really mean like physically uh flicking your ship
2: yeah, you, you flick these little ship cubes that are like mini hockey pucks versus the planet ones, which are like larger hockey puck size. And uh, yeah, you know, you, it's old school. So you, you're peeling the stickers off the sticker sheet, getting them lined up with your OCD on those little circle pucks <laughs> and uh, flicking them across the galaxy for conquest.
0: So for all you listeners out there, board games can promote physical health, just so you know. That flicking motion, man, that that takes practice. With your Kickstarter, was there any like major issue or mistake you had and something that you wish that others wouldn't have and maybe some words of wisdom about that?
2: uh just start promoting as soon as possible i mean i was sitting on this thing while it was in development stages for a couple years before i really even got on facebook and, and started promoting it uh because i just was caught up in other things and didn't realize the importance of really kind of building a community around your game and showing the process people love to see the process they they love to see your dumb sketchbook and and the pictures you take from it and how it ends up becoming, you know, a polished product with awesome art at the end. And so just throw whatever you've got out there as soon as possible and uh, start building a community and a following. There's so many great uh, Facebook board game groups that uh, I've really, you know, befriended a lot of people on, not trying to push my game necessarily, but just to be part of the community and being excited to share, you know, a new game, even if it was my own or somebody else's. Um and so being plugged into those is, is really uh, not only essential for your game success, but also just fun in general. And uh, so start doing that as early as possible. The other piece of advice would be, like I said before, don't do it all yourself. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, don't do it. It's too much to do. Try to try to find some friends who might have some skills or some people in the community who maybe are have hidden talents or... That you know actually are in the industry, and leverage your connections, or just hire some freelancers. Whatever you got to do. I mean, Andrew, for example, on on his awesome angels versus demons game of deliverance, um, you know he's got a killer artist. I don't know where he found this guy, but you know I have a feeling if Andrew is doing the art himself, uh, well, I don't know. How, how would how would that turn out, Andrew? <laughs> <There> we go. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, I you know. In fact, we were talking about me just making a making a board game real quick. And I was like stick figures all the way, man. So uh, we'll, we'll see do how it. that goes. We're going to we're yeah. gonna, gonna do a uh, we're going to do a project where I'm just going to, like, make the worst selling board game on Kickstarter. Like, I'm just going to, like, do everything wrong and see what <laughs> happens. And I figured that'd be like a great project for our listeners to uh, to experience. <laughs> but you did, you did
1: start developing a uh, um, an RPG, didn't you? I have an online RPG, RPG. but um, yeah, text-based
0: RPG. Um, but board game-wise, I've actually been working on a Mafia board game, um, oh, so ooh. that's in the works. I don't want to mess that one up, though, because that's sort of like my little baby right now. So, but we'll find something else so we can uh, to mess up on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and I actually did have people give me that advice, and I, and I think that that sound is, uh, you know, do something that maybe is uh, a side project, a card game, something quick that might not actually be your primary interest on kickstarter and and put it out there first just so you can familiarize yourself with the, the process whether it's just trying to fund a poster or or a sticker sheet or whatever it is just to get some some teeth in the game and get some experience on the ground there because um there's just so many facets to kickstarter that if you're new going into it uh it, it's really pretty overwhelming at first so
1: how's your wife finding the the is she finding it a bit of a culture shock?
2: I thought she was gonna have like major culture shock and be crying about missing her family and not being able to eat chow mein. Yeah, it's not chow mein; it's chow mein, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, chow mein, chow mein fun, fried rice, a lot of good dishes over there. I actually think I miss the food more than she does.
1: Ni hao, well, Xin Di.
2: Oh, oh wow, look at you. Yeah, but uh, I mean. Wow, I still have not taken her to an American Chinese restaurant yet because I just don't want to embarrass Make a hot them.
0: Panda Express. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, let's go through Panda Express, babe. I got just a thing to cure your homesick blues. General Tso's, let's go. So she's she's a trooper. She she's uh just she loves new experiences. She loves meeting new people, and uh, so she's just been riding the wave. She's been doing great. I mean, me about nine months in. I lived over there for two years, and about nine months in, every year, I would just kind of get hit with a wave of, like, uh, I need waffle fries.
0: How long have you been working for Next Level Web? Because I have no idea.
2: Yeah, I've been, been working here for almost a month now.
0: A whole month. Woo! Wow. Time flies. Nice to,
2: wow. nice to finally meet you in person, kind of, virtually, Rick. It's the first time Sorry. I've heard your sweet voice.
0: Apparently, our, our businesses, our, our parts of the business don't interact yeah <laughs> i'm only called when there's a problem <laughs> um well, yeah the uh the entire website went down okay
1: <laughs> well you yeah, press the podcast to pod b
2: we'll have to abduct andrew more often so i can guest appear on the podcast and that's the only interaction i'm gonna have with you rick
0: yeah, yeah i might it might be i mean well you know my hats change and your hats will probably change and you never know. Um, we, like I said, uh, we, we're not a large corporation or a small business, so we, we do whatever we need to do to get things done. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's building websites, designing, um, SEO, Kickstarter, Facebook, you name it, we do it. It's, it's there. Oh
1: yeah. So maybe Rick, can you, can you tell us some of the skills you acquired since being next level web? Skills? You're supposed to have skills for this job.
0: <laughs> I thought I got hired for my good bald head.
2: He's like one of those D and D bards. He just puts all his points in charisma and somehow gets the job. Gets the job done.
0: Yeah, I've learned a lot of creative skills since we're a small business. We, you know, we may or may not have like the tools that larger corporations have. So then all of a sudden I'll get like this thing. He's like, okay, we have this square hole and a round cube that needs to go in it, and you're like okay and then we figure out how to get done most of the skills i've had i've carried over from from my my personal and my other businesses um but with this job uh andrew gives us a lot of freedom to uh at least me i don't know about you guys you guys are probably like handcuffed and and whatnot but he gives me a lot of freedom to uh try new things do things on my own and uh and see what works and what doesn't in fact a lot of um there's been a lot of things that you know, i've tried that we've actually implemented like for example uh, reputation management a lot of companies you know, are concerned about reputation management these days because they're you know they're, they're someone may not like what they offer or who they are and all of a sudden pop up all these bad reviews on yelp and and facebook
1: and google and whatnot and um we didn't so you have find that. those people and you threaten them that's what you do yeah yeah
0: um <laughs> uh, No, uh, there was
2: making a mafia board game guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but we had a lot of clients concerned about that, but we, at the time we didn't have services for that. So I did some research and figured some things out and figured out how to make, make them nice and happy and and get great reviews. And now we have a reputation management system that, uh, we, we have for our clients and it works out very well. Um, for those that use the system.
2: I was happy once. I am happy to join you guys though on this podcast.
1: And and Ryan, do you have any uh, sort of aspirations or things you want to pick up whilst you're here?
2: Skills, man. Yeah, interweb skills. No, honestly, uh, I would definitely like to just learn a little bit more about Facebook ad targeting because it's such a, a broad spectrum of things you can experiment with, and sometimes it works great, and sometimes it's just. You know, it feels like a total roll of the dice and it's always changing. So it's kind of interesting, uh, like you were mentioning with the uh, new iOS uh, updates that are going to impact Facebook ad performance and, and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty fun to, you know, try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And uh, it's yeah. I also love the organic marketing, if I could pick up some some more tips about how to you know reach out organically I honestly think that's the most effective method as far as your roi because the roi is like zero uh as far as your investment goes and you're getting a lot in return for it and uh, i just enjoy the community interactions that i have with people and i think uh andrew's done a really good job with his deliverance insiders group on facebook um so just a uh, fun to be a sponge right now and watch you pros go at it and uh, take a lot of notes Got notes right here, notes, notes for days. You can't see that on the podcast, but I'm holding up a sheet of notes that I've learned from these guys. It's touching, really.
0: I think what I heard from all that was, uh, we need SEO Rick to do a podcast on organic SEO with with uh, crowdfunding. Is that is that what I heard?
2: That's exactly what I said. I think we're gonna have to do it. I think before we go, we have to
1: all do, we'll do our our best Andrew and impersonation.
2: Hey guys, buy my Deliverance T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cool angel art on it
0: i i really like jamie Stegmeier. i hope he comes on this podcast one day because jamie
1: Stegmeyer is awesome I, I would just like to to add to that a, a little bit a totally awesome deliverance and that's all the time we have for this week's
0: episode of crowdfunding nerds uh for some more resources and articles and previous podcasts Please visit our website at crowdfundingnerds.com. And if you have a wonderful, exciting question for any of us, including our new guy, Ryan, new guy, Ryan, is that we're going to be using? New guy, Ryan. New guy, Ryan. Visit crowdfundingnerds.com forward slash question. Fill it out. And if your question is like awesomeness, we will include it in one of our future podcasts. But if not, we'll still respond to you and let you know uh, how good or bad you are. And-, <laughs> 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 and that's all I have for this week. Thank you, nerds. Adios, stay nerdy,
1: peace out. Peace. The long and block.